I'm Dr. Jill Weiner. I'm a white woman, a doctor, a meditation teacher, a tapping practitioner, a writer, and I'm an aspiring anti-racist, an identity which I must constantly strive towards, work on, and reevaluate. This podcast amplifies the powerful voices of women and men in all aspects of the anti-racist space, along with some of my own insights and explorations on topic ranging from healthcare to spirituality to criminal justice and beyond. In order to provide a nuanced, educational, and honest examination of systemic racism and dominant culture. Hey there, I am so excited to talk today about something that's very near and dear to my heart, which is perfectionism. Um, and I'm going to talk about it in a way that will hopefully uh, cast a new light on on why perfectionism is so prevalent, not only in our society but also in healthcare. So. You may have heard me talk about, or you may yourself have heard about or read about the characteristics of white supremacy culture or heard the term white supremacy culture. And I don't want to spend a lot of time going into what that is here. Um, I highly recommend a website that I'll um, put in the show notes. It's uh, whitesupremacyculture.info, an article written by Dr. Tema Okun, who I did have on the show last year, and she has this kind of landmark article about some of the ways that white supremacism is upheld in our culture. Some of the way, how does it look, how does it show up in our culture? Things like defensiveness and this fear of conflict and um, this right to comfort and a sense of urgency. These are not things that are necessarily explicitly racist in the way that we would think about it, but they are things that uphold racism and uphold this notion that there is one one way to be, one thing that is right and normal, and everything else that is not like that, aka anything that is not whiteness, is substandard, maybe to be feared, maybe something that is, you know, definitely not as good. So one of the things that really, really resonates with people of all racial identities is perfectionism. And that's and, and these characteristics of white supremacy, white supremacy or white supremacism culture are kind of the foundation of the work that Dr. Maisha Claiborne and I do in the Conscious Anti-Racism curriculum, teaching people how to recognize those characteristics in the world that they live in, in themselves, and the tools to lean into that and to communicate around racism. So this is something that that comes up a lot in our trainings and this perfectionism piece of it. So perfectionism is one of the characteristics of white supremacism culture. This need to have it be, you know, everything needs to be done perfectly. And if it's not done perfectly, then it's not right. And it, it kind of, there are a lot of other characteristics that that are similar to this as well. One of them is called only run one right way. But this perfectionism is so prevalent in our culture. I see it a lot in healthcare. This like, I have to, I can't make any mistakes. If I make a mistake, not not only did I make a mistake, but I am a mistake. Like there's this this personalization of of behaviors that aren't considered to be perfect. Um, it's not just the behavior; it's the person itself, themselves, and it is really, really toxic. And so I see it showing up in healthcare in um, the fear of making medical errors, in um, medical training. I was like this with my trainees. I was very perfectionist with my medical students and my residents. 
um, and, and how I, my expectations that I had of them, not remembering that I myself was a trainee. I mean, I did remember that, but, but how it felt to have that pressure. Um, so I think I've, you know, I've, I'll, I've, you'll never hear me say that I have not participated in this, in this system and in this culture as, as I'm learning more and more about it and realizing it and trying to unlearn it and dismantle it within myself and the world around me. I have done all of these things. So perfectionism shows up a lot in, you know, this, this, um, medical legal culture of, of, of lawsuits and being sued if we don't get it hundred percent right. Um, we have, we have conferences called Morbidity and Mortality, M&M. For those of you who are in healthcare, you, you are probably familiar, where we go through a, a, a medical error that happened or a bad outcome, and it's theoretically supposed to be non, non-discoverable for any health, uh, for any lawsuits, but it's still very um, traumatizing for the, for the people who are involved a lot of times um, to have it discussed like that because people can be really harsh about it and I also see it in a lot of the people of color that I have that we Dr. Maisha and I have worked with and also my my friends who are people of color have shared that this perfectionism is really a huge point of trauma for them um for for several uh, reasons one is that perfectionism it's, it's this ideal that is to be like aspired to, but for people who are not included in whiteness, it's never attained. So you can try and one can try and try and try and try to attain this ideal, this perfectionism ideal, but never get there. And that can be really traumatizing because they're never, it's like be, they're always going to be not enough. And then also perfectionism can show up in other ways and in internalized ways, like, like in parenting, um, Dr. Maisha has uh, talks about that in our online course, um, how perfectionism shows up in her parenting and how she's been on the receiving end of that parenting and how it shows up as well. It's like, we have to do it two times better, otherwise we won't succeed. And even then, if it's done two times better or more, they're still, again, never meeting this, never meeting this ideal of whiteness that is not attainable really even by white people but it's certainly not attainable by people who are not white so there's this perfectionism that's so pervasive it's this it's a it's a characteristics a characteristic of white supremacism and what happens is we're going through the world and it doesn't have to any have anything to do with race perfectionism can come in in with charting and and um, writing the most perfect met you know doing your medical documentation perfectly or um, uh, as I mentioned, not making mistakes with your patients. It can come into play with with parenting in other ways too. You know, comparing ourselves on social media. So it's not it's not always overtly connected to race, nor does it have to be to be part of white supremacism. Because if we are all upholding this, oh, I have to be perfect in order to be worthy or valuable, that's a system that allows white supremacism to flourish. So what do we do about it? First, we learn tools to recognize that perfectionism when we see it and to counteract it actively when we can. So we can we can work with uh, physician coaches to 
learn how to do documentation in a less perfectionist way. We can, um, we can recognize um, in our, our parenting or our medical education, what am, I trying to, what am I trying to achieve with this? Am I dehumanizing this trainee of mine? Regardless of their racial identity or other identity, am I dehumanizing them by expecting them to be part of this, to, to live up to some measure of perfection that is unattainable, not even, you know, I certainly don't live up to it. So we can recognize that inclination that we have when that perfectionism is showing up. And also, when we find ourselves beating ourselves up for not attaining this ideal or for trying so hard to attain the ideal that we've exhausted ourselves, that's where self-compassion can really come in and be a really, really powerful tool. Now, self-compassion is something that I have really leaned into a lot, I would say, in the last the last few years, but for sure the last year. Uh, the, my therapist is actually a self-compassion. That's kind of the, the framework of her therapy. And it is, it's like bomb to my soul, to my soul. I love meditation. I love tapping, but, and self-compassion is this extra bit that, that I didn't know I was missing. And it's so, it can be very easy to practice. It can also be, um, a, a more in-depth, longer practice, like a loving kindness guided meditation, um, and it can sometimes feel a little bit intense because if we are used to beating ourselves up or other people mentally, hopefully not physically, beating other people up for not being perfect, but this is more for the self component. And then we all of a sudden give ourselves some self-compassion. It can sometimes have a, a bit of a different, like the opposite effect. It gets something called um, backdraft, which is, this flooding feeling of shame and not being good enough. So self-compassion is something that is extremely powerful. And it's also something that it's, it can be helpful to have some guidance as you do it. And self-compassion can be as simple as when you notice that you're, that you're taking something really hard or putting a lot of pressure on yourself or something. It can be just as simple as Finding a way to give yourself like a, a, a comforting touch, such as uh, a hand on your shoulder, or maybe you give yourself a hug or put one hand on your heart or maybe both hands over your heart. It can be just that. It can be as simple as saying, what do I need to hear right now? And then when that, when, when, when that comes to you, just saying that to yourself. Even if you don't really believe it, it can be helpful to just say, what do I need in this moment? And to say it to yourself. Or to give yourself something. What would be best for me right now? To say no to this scheduling, you know, to this uh, meeting or this committee or this parenting thing that I've agreed to do. Um, to give yourself a break, to give yourself rest. And so self-compassion, there's uh, Kristen Neff has done a lot of really great work. Uh, her most recent book, Fear Self Compassion, is really amazing. Particularly, uh, it's written in particularly uh, in particular for women. But the three components of self compassion are um, awareness, so mindfulness in terms of being aware that you are being hard on yourself. Community, so feeling connection to other people, recognizing I am not the only person who feels like a bad mom or a bad stepmom or a bad dad or, you know, a bad friend or a bad doctor or a bad lawyer or a bad teacher or any of those things. 
Um, I am not the only person. Other people have been through this as well. And then there's the kindness piece that putting, bringing some kindness to yourself. And really it's hard to give that kindness and compassion to other people if we aren't able to give it to ourselves. Um, the book, The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor talks about radical self-love as an act of, of dismantling systems of oppression of, of white supremacism and the patriarchy. So, so being able to take on that radical self-love, accepting yourself, accepting your body exactly as it is, then allows you to truly accept other people and who they are and their bodies exactly as they are. So not only does it make us feel better as people as we navigate the world, but it actually is a really incredible tool to dismantle the patriarchy and to dismantle white supremacism to, to, to begin to do that or to continue to do that. So I encourage you to take a moment to perhaps practice this loving touch wherever feels good for you. And you know you can close your eyes and try out a bunch of different areas. For me, it's one hand on my shoulder, but it can it's different for every person. And sometimes it's different for me. Or you can do that practice of asking yourself what it is that you need to hear in a moment where you're taking something really hard and telling that to yourself. Maybe you can write that down. Maybe that's something that you're going to want to hear a lot. And maybe it's something very specific. Maybe it's something very general, like you're enough exactly as you are, or you're lovable anyway. It doesn't have to be some huge, profound thing. I also encourage you to read, uh, to check out The Body is Not an Apology, uh, which I will link in the show notes. I will also link to Dr. Tema Okun's website that talks about the characteristics of white supremacism culture. I'll link to the Radical Self-Compassion book. And also I'm going to link to uh, my course, my online conscious anti-racism course that I've created with Dr. Maisha Claiborne, because we have a whole module in there on self-compassion with a much deeper guided practice um, and how that can how that can be a helpful tool in anti-racism work as well. So next time you find yourself getting mad at yourself for not attaining an ideal of something or some version of perfection that you think you're supposed to attain, I invite you to take a moment to acknowledge it. Take a moment to realize you are not the only person that does this. Take a moment to realize that this is not something inherently flawed with you for thinking this, but this is what our culture is teaching us to do. And that culture is a nasty culture of white supremacism that, that is upholding things that you probably, in your mind, would agree need to be dismantled. So, so recognizing that perfectionism is a characteristic of white supremacism culture and that by resisting that perfectionism is actually an act of resistance of racism and white supremacy. And then I invite you to practice that self, that kindness, that loving kindness in those informal ways that I've mentioned, or in a more formal guided loving kindness practice, which you can also find in our course. And there's also lots of different versions you can find. I wish you a imperfectly perfect rest of your day and wish you lots of self-love and hope that you are able to put this into practice. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Conscious Anti-Racism. 
Please be sure to follow or like us wherever you find your podcasts, and also consider leaving a rating or review. You can follow Conscious Anti-Racism on Instagram and Twitter at Jill Wiener MD, J-I-L-L-W-E-N-E-R-M-D. And please check out our Conscious Anti-Racism book on Amazon.